0: Hey guys, V-Lord here. In case you did not read the description of this episode, we do go into spoilers about Demon Slayer Mugen Train, so if you have not read the manga, or do not want to get spoiled about anything in the film, proceed with caution. Anyways, enjoy this episode.
1: This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware. Listen at your own risk.
0: Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am VLORDGTZ, and with me I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? But... Also with us today, we have a special guest. Gasp. Hello there.
2: It never happened before.
0: I mean, it has been a while since we've had a guest, but uh, good sir, would you want to introduce yourself?
2: Uh, hello, my name is Daryl Harding, also known as Dr. Dazza. I am a anime journalist living in Japan. I, uh, I write for Crunchyroll News and Features and... Yeah, this is probably the second movie I've been able to watch this year because of everything going on. But I'm here to talk about it, so I'm excited.
0: Yes, uh t- I mean today we are talking about the Demon Slayer Mugen Train movie, uh, which a lot of Demon Slayer fans have been highly anticipating, but only those in Japan right now can really watch it cuz obviously there's a pandemic and lots of theaters are closed. <laughs>
2: I mean, to be fair, it wouldn't have been released day and date in America anyway.
0: Yeah, that that, that is definitely true too. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that. But yeah, we really wanted to get Daza on to kind of just talk about it and kind of get a really good first impression. But uh, before we get straight into it here, I wanted to ask you, Daza, like, how did
2: you get into Demon Slayer? Watch the anime, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, how else did anyone get get into it? It wouldn't have sold a hundred million copies if the anime didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, basically I saw the first trailer and I was like, all right, it's jump and it's your, fo- your photo fo- table. So I already loved your fo- table from fate who doesn't. And I was just excited for another weekly series from them. I didn't know it was going to be so good and basically destroy all records everywhere totally fair
3: you know like the when it was announced <laughs> that it was gonna be ufo table uh i remember feeling i feeling so vindicated because uh like people who who listen already know because i when i introduced myself for episode one like i i i found the series from like chapter one and like was keeping up with it like throughout its run and stuff and then once like other people like famous people started talking about it uh at one point uh Hinoko from Fate was like, oh yeah, this series Demon Slayer this is pretty good. And I'm like, wait, if this means what I think it means. <laughs> and then like, sooner, sooner or later, like a year and a half later, UFO table, I'm just like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. All, all is right in the world.
2: Like, holy shit, man. I remember my first impressions of Demon Slayer was at Jump festa 2016, no, 2017. So it was probably like just after it started serializing. And it was like, what is this weird looking manga that's running in Jump? Because it looks so different to everything else that's kind of was running at the time. Mm -hmm. I think everyone else was kind of apprehensive about it as well, at least compared to like the other big series, just because it looked a lot different. Not saying it looks bad, just saying it looks very different than other ones and once they finally got a taste like just that just that little taste of it people like no i'm bored with this this is this is a train i'm gonna ride right to the end not that you should be riding any demon slayer trains they're very dangerous
0: yeah don't (laughs) go on the train yeah it's interesting i know like uh like marion i've been with the series since chapter one of the manga so it's kind of that vindicating feeling of like seeing it explode and Uh, The anime, like you said, it really kind of was the catalyst to all that. Just The sheer amount of talent Ufotable put into that adaptation um, is kind of
2: mind-boggling in a way. It's the perfect series, I think, because you've got the really good animation, but you've also got the really good action to get sort of the more action-oriented anime fans or manga fans in. But you've also got the really pretty characters, which brings the female audience in as well. And especially in Japan, where you've got this huge uh, shonen kind of uh, audience just built in that love the kind of shipping, the love, like, the weird eccentric character designs. And you've just got, like, the perfect blend that was there to make a hit, basically. Yeah
0: yeah I, I totally agree but going into the movie itself like uh did you have any like expectations like had you uh read ahead in the manga at all at that point or like did did you know anything going in
2: oh yeah i've read the entire manga i read it uh i think it was what or oh, august i sat down and finally finished it in two nights uh, From nice. from like where the anime stopped i was just like all right i'm just gonna like check it out and might read a few chapters here and there two nights it was done
0: that's a giant binge right there. <laughs> was that after it ended serialization?
2: Yes. Nice. I kind of so like waited whole till the whole thing
3: end. ready. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, and I hadn't been spoiled at all for it, so it was a it was a ride. It was a, a it was a very good, very good train ride. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that. Yeah, but I, I will be honest. Like in my own personal opinion, for like at least for the manga, I yeah. just wish it was longer or like more more world building i guess there's such a great world there that Mm -hmm. is now kind of finished and i it makes me sad there's so much more so so many more stories you can tell so i'm happy that we're getting like side story manga and stuff like that even if it's just to promote the movie
3: yeah I, i this is definitely like the kind of series that lends itself really well to like okay now it's over now we can like we can do like side story stuff like uh i know uh for like bleach we had like the, the Go narita light novels for like what happens after the uh the final fight in bleach or whatever like i would love to see that kind of content for demon slayer
2: oh yeah especially with the ending how it was i'd love to see them do things mm-hmm. no spoilers them do things i mean yeah we <laughs> you can spoil it, you can spoil it. <laughs> yeah i want to see modern day demons okay but yeah. I suppose that's that's jujitsu
0: kaisen, so that is. Uh, yeah, I guess it
2: sort
0: of is. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you just have a uh, Yushiro rampaging everywhere.
2: Uh, the dream, the dream.
1: I was just gonna say we exactly what you said is what we were saying into the, like the final epis the final episodes of the podcast as we were wrapping up the serialization. We were reading it week to week, well, sort of week to week, but yeah, we were saying the same thing. There was like, oh man, I mean, it's a great series, and we wouldn't change very much of it but it did feel like towards the end that goto gay was just kind of like all right and you know lightning round mode and just kind of dusted the rest off not i mean i'm not trying to say that it's a bad thing because it is nice to see in this day and age a jump series end and not be canceled <laughs> but um yeah it did feel like there 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 was more to tell there and it would have been nice to see it
2: but yeah yeah i feel like that's a problem with a lot of jump series unless you're naruto one piece or dragon ball that just don't really end ever uh they kind of just wrap up really quickly the last two chapters are just like all right nice little package done let's go bye because bakuman my favorite series that did the exact same thing it was like they got their dream oh now he's a billionaire. Now. That's the end of the series. I'm like, no! How did he become a billionaire? You, you haven't told this part of the story yet. Yeah, it, it feels you it, it,
3: like they end, but uh, for a lot of people, you don't get enough closure.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the movie going in, I, I mean, I was just expected the the anime, but on the big screen. There's, I don't think there's anything else I could really say to that. It was, that's all I expected. It was just the anime, but on a giant IMAX screen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes more of the same, especially in Demon Slayer's case, is not, like, a
2: bad thing. (laughs) No, that's exactly it. It's already one of the best-looking anime, TV anime series out there, hands down. So, seeing that on a big screen would have been perfect. I would have been happy with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. But speaking of the big screen... Uh, how was like the actual like physical theater experience? like was there social distancing? Um, and how was it like compared to like experiences you've had, like say in like overseas?
2: So by far, Japanese cinemas are some of the best cinemas I've ever been to. I've been to American cinemas, I've been to a lot of Australian cinemas. and sorry, theaters. I've been told that cinemas is a very pompous way of calling it, but that's what I'm about <laughs> Australia. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> my my editor you. was like, you keep saying cinemas, but that's very pompous. I'm like, what? Really? I'm not, not pompous. That, okay. we're, getting the, we're getting the culture, the, the experience. It's okay. Yeah,
0: it's that high class term. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, the Japanese theatre experience is some of the best in the entire world. People are quiet. The screens look perfect, basically. And the seats aren't sticky, which is oh. very important. Um, so I love going to cinemas in Japan. Uh, there's no subtitles for most films, by the way. Except American films are subtitled into Japanese, which is kind of a bit funny to watch. Uh, but in terms of right now, because of COVID and everything, uh, what what cinemas have been doing before was just leaving like a space in between each seat. So you don't have someone sitting next to you. Uh, they kind of got rid of that for most cinemas for Demon Slayer. Now, it wasn't specifically for Demon Slayer per se, but it was just coincidence that it happened on the same day. Like, Toho Cinemas, my local cinema, um, I think it was 109 cinemas, they're, they're all Tokyo-based ones, mm-hmm. uh, removed the restrictions on seating so they could fit more people in, obviously. But I was lucky enough at my screening to not have anyone sitting next to me. And I chose, like, a seat right at the back, so no one was sitting behind me either. Oh. And I think that's really important, is to make sure there's no one behind you, to sneeze on you, I guess. Um, and it was actually really funny. I was actually running late to the movie, because they had announced that Evangelion had a release date, and so I had to write that story beforehand, before going to the movies. And then my bus was running late, so I only had five minutes to actually get my ticket and get in. So I was kind of rushing, and before you go into the theatre, you have to uh, sanitise your hands, of course, Mm -hmm. and you get temperature checked. So you have to, like, stand in front of, like, a temperature thing and make sure it's okay. So that kind of stressed me out a little bit, (laughs) to be honest. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, in terms of the theater experience, I saw an IMAX. I saw like Mugen train in IMAX, and it, it was a. It's like, do you know what a Limax is? Like a Limax, the Limax term?
3: No. What is that?
2: No. So there's two different forms of IMAX there's the proper, like, what you'd expect to be IMAX, and then you have IMAX Lite. So it's kind of like IMAX, but not the same full IMAX standard. So okay. I, th- I think I think it is it is laser projected, but it's not the same resolution. I'm, I'm, someone may, like, tweet me and tell me I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the difference. So my local theatre has an IMAX, but I think it's one of those ones and not the full IMAX experience, basically. It's still better than regular cinemas, but it's still not the full IMAX experience. Um Makes sense. But yeah, so the sound was good. The, the actual picture quality was amazing. Although it wasn't uh, like a film aspect ratio, it was still 16 by 9. So that was a bit, I don't know, that's a thing, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so in terms of the actual cinema experience, it was really good. It's a normal Japanese experience, just with some more checks and balances, I guess.
0: I mean, that already sounds like a fantasy compared to like any US cinema. Like I've
2: ever been to. Oh yeah, like all the cinemas I've been to everywhere else have always had like some sort of problem with the screen. Or in in Australia, we actually had a real problem with the best best cinema we had in my hometown. Uh, used to show anime, which was great, but they used to not open up the plate well. So when it, the movie would start, all the subtitles would be cut off at the bottom. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> So I think it was like yeah. four times I had to go to the manager and be like, you have to restart this movie with the subtitles. That's crazy. God, that's so bad. So, yeah, no, Japan's Japanese cinemas are, are, are perfect. They're immaculate, basically. The are big chains, I should say. The, the smaller like independent cinemas are a bit more janky, but that's their charm, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, there's only so much you can do on, like, a smaller scale, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I guess, like, for your uh, screening in specific, though, like, I guess, like, obviously, like, you probably can't, like, give an exact number, but, like, how, like, filled was the theater?
2: I would say probably around 70% full, I would say. Um, I'm trying to think. The middle area, because it was actually quite a big theater, the middle area was basically full. So one that like directly looks into the screen. I was off the side because that's safer, I guess. Do
3: people uh, wear masks in theaters?
2: Yeah, no, it's mandatory to wear masks. They actually they actually have uh, cameras. So most theaters in Japan have like infrared cameras where it looks on the looks on the audience to make sure they're not filming oh. anything. Stop egg Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> There's fun fact. There's a new one of those now. Really? Oh man! He does he does parkour. It it's it was supposed to start in April, (laughs) but because it all cinemas were closed in April, it started up. I think it was in June, and it's great. It's it's great. But he doesn't do the dance anymore. So I'm I'm, (sighs) Uh, trade offs. I guess that's
3: that's part of it, though.
2: Yeah. So they have got infrared cameras, and what they've been doing is using those infrared cameras to see if people are wearing masks. And if they aren't wearing masks, they get like a, excuse, excuse me, can can you put on your mask, sir? And they typically put their mask back on.
1: Uh, may I ask what time of day it was that you went to go see it? Just for background for everybody. Anybody? Uh, I saw
2: the first screening of the day. So it was a 10, 10 a.m., 10.10 10 it started, um, which was the first screening in IMAX at my cinema. But I know the F- Toho Cinemas in like metropolitan Tokyo had screenings starting from about 7 a.m. I'm pretty sure six or seven. So I know a lot of people went, went to see it before they went to work that day. Wow. And, oh, uh, and then they, it kind of like ran through the night. I think the last screen was about 2 a.m. in some of the biggest cinemas in Tokyo. So, so yeah, actually, it's like, it's like end game here. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: Well then, that that actually leads into one of our other questions, which is just, like, what's the impression of Demon Slayer popularity in Japan? But, like, if oh people God. are seeing it
2: work clearly, <laughs> <laughs> that seems like to be you, a telltale clearly. sign. <laughs> so, one thing I have a lot of discussion with people with about Demon Slayer is I don't think people understand how big it is in Japan. Or that it's only a late-night anime, so only adults like it. That is not true. Uh Demon Slayer is so popular with every age group that you just can't get any merchandise for anything. So, for example, the other day I was going, I was going to the shops, which may be a foreign concept to Americans at the moment, but hear me out. Uh, I went to a department store where had many shops with many people, and there was uh, kids just running around because I think there was a local nursery in the shopping centre or something, and. There's about 20 or 30 kids just running around that area. And I would say about half of them were wearing Demon Slayer shirts. Wow. That's 15 kids at least wearing just Demon Slayer-related merchandise. And then uh, you walk into, say, Matsumoto Kyoshi, which is like a drugstore here, but it has other things. Uh, You would hear the Demon Slayer opening just blaring all over Um. There's Demon Slayer Tatami mats that were just released. Uh, the, the cinemas, when I was going there last month to go see Violet Evergarden, were already decked out in Demon Slayer like coverings. The, the, the elevators have the doors of Demon Slayer. Um, oh my god. Yeah, the trains are decalled with Demon Slayer over here. Uh, they have a special Demon Slayer train running at the moment based on the movie. Would it have been
0: appropriate, though? I joke, (laughs) but... They really want you to get on that train.
2: Oh, unfortunately, I can't get on the train, because uh, my work have said you can't really travel outside the prefecture, which is totally understandable, because of everything that's going on. Right. But I really want to catch that train because that it's an old steam engine. So... And they have uh, Demon Slayer-related announcements from the movie, apparently. So that... Which, mm, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... Hey. Oh, how, do, how do I... It, Demon Slayer is so popular here to the point where I have not seen the manga in stores at all. And if you know how much it's been selling you would know how crazy that is
0: yeah i mean like if i recall like it broke uh, i think the sales number of like one piece at its peak on oricon like when like marine ford was running
2: oh it's it's surpassed one piece by a, a huge margin it's this year alone what was it was it 60 60 million copies this year alone i saw that 60 million or was it 80 million I think it's either one of those... Which is still unfathomable. Manga don't sell that much anymore.
0: Yeah, and the lifetime is, like, well over 100 million now.
2: Which is... Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, like, up there with, like, Kochikame and, like, series that have been around for, like, ages.
2: It's... I think it surpassed Sailor Moon at this point. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, to give, like, some sort of thing is, like... Oh, you know that really influential Magical Girl series that everyone in the entire world loves... Demon has done better than that. In Japan alone.
1: We gotta keep in mind that Demon Slayer only is four years old as a series. Like, it barely barely ticked off four years.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the craziest thing about it.
0: And especially a lot of those sales are only from this, like, past two-year period, which, like, just makes it even more ridiculous when you think about it. It's like, th- this really is kind of like a phenomenon that we haven't seen in manga or, like, anime in, like, a long time.
2: Ever. Uh, this is the biggest thing in Japan ever, pop culture-wise. It's bigger than Your Name. If... This is going to sound really bad. If Shueisha had their finger on the pulse last year, when the anime exploded the series into popularity, this series would probably be bigger than Dragon Ball. But I know from people that Shueisha didn't expect it to be this popular. So if you look at Jump Festa from last year, there was nothing Demon Slayer there. Nothing. That's why this year, it's just, they've gone full, full ham with it. Because they're able to have the time, the lead up for like merchandise and promotion and stuff like that. Not saying it's going to be a Jump Festa. I don't know if it'll be a Jump Festa. But I do know that like all the stuff that's happening for this movie is based on how popular the tv anime series got the franchise
3: Mm -hmm. if anything i expect at jump festa probably just the announcement of like oh yes there's more coming or whatever just to keep the the excitement going
2: yeah i yeah i don't i don't know if they're doing a film or a tv another anime series or what but I, I do expect something, at least. That'd be stupid not to. I,
0: I'd be surprised if we don't get anything, because, like, it, at this point, it's leaving money on the table, and it's like, that fervor's already there. Like, you're gonna capitalize on that.
2: Yeah. yeah, if they have if they have a TV anime series that just keeps going, that's just gonna print them money for a decade, at least. I, I'm pretty sure that, like, if they or when
3: we get like a season two announcement or whatever, they'll probably like splice the movie into like five or six episodes for, for that. And then just continue after that.
2: I don't think they will. Really? Really. What makes you you say that? It's there's talk that they're trying to use demon slayer as a different way of, uh, kind of adapting stuff in Japan. And, like, we've had, like, Boruto and Dragon Ball, where they've done that. They've spliced the movies into episodes. Mm. But because of, like, the distribution partners, and uh, just how they're going to try and produce this work, they're probably just going to keep continuing it.
0: So by that, do you mean, like, they'll just, like, continue on to, like, uh, say, like, the Red Light District arc? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that would be an interesting approach. Yeah,
1: I, could, I mean, I could definitely see that because a movie is going to, you know, y- you have it on TV animated. You have people that are watching on TV and maybe never buy a Blu-ray. Like, I got my experience from that. But from a movie, it's like, if you go see it, if you want to see it again, you have to pay for it. Opposed to, you know, a TV anime where you really don't, you know, you could choose to buy the home video. You could watch it once on TV for... Without it costing you anything So it is a smart way It is a smart approach to do it this way Plus you're probably getting people Who watch it in theatres Who may not watch it on TV Or may not buy home video So I I can't blame them If that's what route they decide to take For future adaptions Uh,
2: In in Japan uh, People might be surprised to hear this But people actually still watch TV in Japan And Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do show the movie before the next season. So like, Oh, before the next season starts, like next week, here's the Mugen Train film on its first ever TV broadcast. Actually, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Thinking about that's exactly what they're going to do. Is they're going to be like, this is the first TV broadcast of Mugen Train, the biggest film ever to come out in Japanese cinemas. And then here's the anime.
0: That does sound like a
3: really smart idea.
0: Yeah. I I agree with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it, that's what they do. Like, I've seen them do that for like they'll show like for Conan, they'll show like last year's movie slightly before the new one hits theaters. So, yeah. that's not that's not unheard
2: of. Oh, yeah, they do do that. <laughs> Which they uh, kind of blew up in their face this year when they had to delay the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. God, they had all the merchandise out for it at 7-Eleven already. It was already out. and They're like it's coming and I'm like it's not coming. It's it's not coming. Oh, that
0: poor Akai family merch, all back in the vault.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, it was just. I I I would have to wonder how the the distri- distribution was handled with that because like even Shonen Sunday didn't really announce that it's not happening until like they were still they they still had advertisements in Shonen Sunday saying the movie's coming even though the announcement all over like social media was like yeah it's not. So they had to the very next issue. They wrote like a little paragraph saying, yeah, it's not coming. Actually, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, I, I know. Right. I know with the, the, I know jump as well. They had a lot of like announcements. I was just like, oh yeah, please ignore the announcements in the magazine. They were, they were a bit wrong. <laughs> you didn't see anything. It was all a dream. This was printed <laughs> before we saw the future. I th- a lot of people were affected. I know Conan was one of the standout ones. Yeah. Because I don't think they even announced that the anime stopped airing. They they kind of just were like, oh, uh, here are some uh, reruns now in HD.
1: Yeah, they do that often with Conan, though. Like, even when it's running normally, they'll just throw on
0: HD remasters of old episodes.
1: But yeah, it, it was definitely more pronounced with everything that happened.
0: It was the longest stretch in a while where I think they were just running remasters. Because usually it's just like two or three at a time. It was yes. a good three months. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, like, going back to the movie itself, like, I- I'm just curious, like,
2: what was, like, your favorite scene from the movie? Favorite scene? Uh, so... I have a few different ones for a few different reasons. There's mm-hmm. the first kind of action scene where Rengoku mm-hmm. kind of attacks, uh, like, Enmu. He, he just, like goes straight for it. Um no, it wasn't Envu, sorry, it was the the dream sequence one. Uh where he just goes straight for the demon. And I was just watching it because it happens in like the first twenty or so minutes. And it rivals no, it's better, sorry, than that of the episode nineteen. Wow. Scene. <laughs> right off the bat. Wow. And I'm just like, holy crap, this is amazing. I was flabbergasted. By how good it looked uh and then there's this, so that was one thing then there was also at the end where uh it was Rengoku versus uh Akasa Asa, mm-hmm. Akasa and Akasa. yeah they it the way they storyboard it was really interesting because Instead of having like this big showy fight, which they had those parts of course as well with the with the breathing techniques, obviously, um, it just kind of looked like two humans fighting it out, and I thought that really humanized Akaza very well. And as we know further on, what happens, um, it was really good to see that kind of aspect already there in the film when. I would have just expected just a massive fight scene but it wasn't that which makes me really happy and then after that when like Tanjiro does this scream to Akaza he it was so emotional that I cried just just the way he was like, the voice acting the music the animation and the emotion on Tanjiro's face was just spectacular yeah
3: that's awesome. I was gonna ask if at any point did you cry? <laughs> Were there multiple times?
2: Um, no, I think that was the only time. I was too immersed in the animation, I think. Um, and it's not really like super emotional, I guess, besides the ending.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when most people think of that arc, it, it's really the ending where people like kind of start tearing up. Because like even I remember Chandra was like screaming at a even in the manga. That that got me emotional. So I'm just imagining like hearing Natsuki I like, screaming that out was probably, like, hits on a whole new level.
2: Actually, I will say, uh, like, Mm. Tanjiro's dream sequence as well was really well done.
3: Oh, yeah, I really want to see how they animate that. And, like, oh, man, just, like, the imagery in in that, uh, the dream sequence is really...
2: So, So, one thing that really stood out to me for that was the backgrounds like the whole, the backgrounds of the entire movie are amazing. Some of the best in this, like I've ever seen. Like the first scene uh is of the, like the head, head of the demon slayer corpse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of like walking through a graveyard and the, the graveyard is so detailed. It rivals that of something like spirited away. Wow. And that's, 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 that's a Ghibli film. That's, it's Ghibli, you know? Uh, it, the backgrounds rival that of films that have such a huge impact that it's not funny. So that was one aspect, was the really highly detailed backgrounds. Plus, with UFO, UFO tables, 3D uh, like background artists, they are able to really blend those 2D aspects and the 3D aspects to make just really good-looking backgrounds that were so... Vibrant and... What's what I'm looking for? Uh, uh, moving. They were, they were moving a lot, basically. So... But in the dream sequence with Tanjiro and his family, they instead went with a realistic angle with the snow. So it actually looked like there was just animation on live action, basically. Oh, wow. So when it first happens, and because it's like pure white it's such a stark contrast to what we've just seen on the train or the dark train that it it blinds you firstly. And then you're just like, is this, is this live action with just some like snow particles on top? But it wasn't obviously. It's just a credit to the background artists.
3: Would you say it's like, um, uh, remember, I think was it like episode 20 or 21 where we got like Rui's flashback. And like, there was a once cut particular where it's like, you see, like a river in like uh, monochrome, and it's like the the water looks incredibly realistic. Like it was almost uh, like filmed.
2: Oh yeah, um, there's a few scenes that look like that as well. Oh, um, awesome. One other one was you know, you know where Rengoku dies, the sun kind of comes up, right? Because they're trying to kill the demon with the sun.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The the shot there. Looks like a real sun coming up over the Japanese mountains, wow. and they've just kind of like inserted the characters on top of the animation, and just given them some sort of like back illumination.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it reminded me so much of you know Sutatsunmai.
3: Yes. The yes. ending. Oh, the ending yeah. sequence. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh
2: yeah. But that's, of course, it's, some... a, it's all fake. It's it's all animated. So right. it's just crazy to see that kind of work be done.
0: You're really hyping up this movie like, damn, I really want to see it now.
2: <laughs> I, Like I said, I was expecting just the, the more of a TV anime, but the way mm-hmm. they elevated the animation is just... It's, it's unfathomable that they're able to do that. And it's all perfectly clean as well. Like, mm-hmm. there's no... Usually when I see movies in theaters in Japan, there's still some sort of issue... With the animation, because they're probably you know running out of time, or basically just that well, the production was delayed for any reason. Because animation is really hard to do. Here, it was just perfectly clean. It looks like it's been done for months.
3: Yeah, if we go by the impression that they were, they've been working on it since the TV season ended, because uh, that's when it was teased. Then yeah, I mean it must have been with the With I'm I'm assuming that like they probably meant to premiere it earlier, but. Decided
2: to push it back a little bit because of the pandemic.
3: No. No. Uh, it was always as, since, uh, yeah.
2: As far as I know, it's always supposed to be October sixteenth, or at least yeah. around around Halloween. I should say.
0: Yeah, like I think they had like a general October for a while, but like it never really moved from that date. So I- I'm surprised, like given everything that's gone on this year, especially like they were able to kind of just stay on schedule. And that just means that just speaks
3: even better for the actual production schedule that they. Yeah, was about
1: to. I was about to say because uh, the TVs, the TV series, seemed like it had a pretty good production schedule too. So
2: I well, will say there's a lot of animation directors. A ah, lot, that would, yeah. That would, that they threw a lot of people at this movie.
0: That would explain it. <laughs> that, that would explain it. <laughs> uh, did you see any like uh, notable names in the credits that like people would be familiar with?
2: Uh, through my tears, not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Respectable. <laughs>
2: Uh, I tried. I tried having a look. I just saw the sheer amount of like animation directors on it, and I'm just like, what? That's because <laughs> I'm used to like seeing Kyoto Animation films or uh, Makoto Shinkai film in cinemas, and they have like one or two animation directors, and like one or two, or maybe three or four unit directors. But here oh. it was just like just names, just continuing names. Demon Slayer eats with a wall of text. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh
3: that yeah. speaking of the the ending uh the ending had a new song by Lisa right so yes H- homura so okay
2: settle the score guren or homura uh gurenge obviously gurenge okay I, yeah i definitely All think right. it's a, it, it's the more boppy i guess uh homura is a lot more solemn i see which makes sense for where it is
0: cuz i guess like gurenge especially since it's like an opening like it's supposed to like hype you up where, like, Homer is, like, the end of, like, uh arc that's kind of supposed to be kind of sad at the end. So, yeah, gotta have something a bit more somber.
2: And one thing I really like about this arc in general is that they don't win. Yeah, technically. <laughs> like, it's a net loss, I would say. Yeah. Which, which makes it so much more impactful. It's kind of like Infinity War, I guess, in that respect, is that the heroes... Don't really win, per se.
0: Yeah, like, I think, like, I, I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I feel the Mugen train arc is, is kind of like a turning point for the series, in a way, because it's the first time, like, yeah, we really see and Ko lose, and they actually have to kind of learn to really kind of get stronger and really kind of face these challenges, because we see Akaza, and Akaza is probably the biggest strength gap in the series so far and like oh yeah tanjiro has a goal now beyond just like saving Nesco. he has to preserve rengoku's legacy and keep that alive
1: yeah also you heard it here if it has infinity in the title you're going to get you're going to get broken by it so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh you you were looking this up uh before we started the podcast itself but where did the film like end
2: exactly so i looked up the chapter exactly And it was basically 65, 66. Um, So I had someone ask me on Twitter, was like, do you have Rengoku's family in it? And I said, yes, obviously. They're in it because they're part of the dream sequences, they're part of the flashbacks, all that sort of stuff. But what I forgot was the whole part after the story finished and Tanjiro goes to... The family and trying to like explain some stuff and basically everyone cries uh that's not in the film at all the film kind of ends with the Hashida learning about the death of koduro and that's basically you have like a uh a sec sequ- like a sequence with the soul like homura kind of like ramping up a little bit of just them all learning about the death and then kind of expressing their first emotions for it and then fade to black credits that's it damn
3: oh that's perfect
0: that's how i would have ended it. and that's how the theaters flood with tears
2: yeah so yeah oh maybe it was 66 where it ended because it says yeah it it it's
1: 66 ended. i'm looking i'm looking through it right now it's 66 yep
2: yeah because it
0: ends with like uh Ubyashiki commenting on the death
1: yeah yeah that's 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 exactly
2: basically where it ends but there is some parts of 66 that are not adapted yet
0: okay interesting yeah because i was thinking like if they weren't going to uh include mugen train in season two they would start off with like tanjiro visiting rengoku's family just because that feels kind of like a natural way to kind of like start off like a season Yeah. yeah
3: Pick up where they love them.
0: Yeah, exactly. You,
2: you, don't, you don't see Muzan's uh, child form at all. Oh, no child Muzan. That, that's kind of sad. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can imagine the season opening up with that. Yeah, I can see that.
3: That could be a good cold open. So.
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Marion's got a point. No, I like. I actually really like that more so than Tanjiro going to meet, like, the cold and then just being Muzan in this kid form, you know. Then we kind of hop. Back to Tanjiro going to visit the family. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, a Yeah, it'd actually.
0: be like a really like kind of chilling way to open everything up. Like, especially with like Kaza getting into that kind of like blind rage after Muzan chastises him.
2: Mm, yeah, Lex, are you listening to us? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> we've laid it out here for you guys. It's not hard. Just, just do it this way, and you, everyone will cry. It's good.
3: <laughs> but uh, seeing as like the most of the movie is basically this is like the Ringo cool movie. Uh, Oh, did yeah. your impressions, did your impressions of him, like basically change at all? Uh, I know that you read the manga before, but I guess your experience uh, watching it versus reading it th- did it change anything about uh, how you felt about him?
2: Um, I didn't like Mugen Train all that much while reading it. Actually, I don't. I can't. I can't figure out why I felt that way. But I just maybe it was the feeling that they lost and that kind of like clouded my thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. But watching it, it was it was much better watching it. Um, they, again, like, UFO table just elevated the series much higher than anything on a, pa- on a page could. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I always had this, like, thought of, like, Rengoku being this really nice, sweet guy. And the movie helps portray that much more than, a, like, just being animated helps portray that much more than a, a book could ever do that. Mm -hmm. Nothing really changed of my thoughts on him because I already really liked him from reading it. But if I was an anime-only watcher, I think I would have loved him after seeing this movie. Because it it is clearly his story. Like, Tanjiro and Ko were just kind of there as the catalysts. But it's his story. It's focused on him. And it doesn't really sway that often from that.
1: Okay, so... So, yeah, picking back off of that, then, like, you mentioned anime-only would. What do you think the the international reception would be for this movie? I mean, you loved it, but, like, if you are an anime-only, or if you've read the manga, do you, what do you think that people outside... When we finally get to see, it, what do you think the reaction would be to it?
2: I think it would be exactly the same. Uh, I've, I've quickly learned that there isn't much difference... In what Japan thinks over the rest of the world, um, there, are, there are, of course, there are differences based on like marketing and hype and some historical contexts. Like, what My Hero my Academia being the biggest thing in America right now in terms of like anime and manga, but I feel like the reception, especially for fans of the series or people who did watch the anime, will just be overwhelmingly positive. It's really hard to find some faults with it, the film itself, which really tells to how well it was crafted. Like, there's a whole bunch of Sh- Shonen Jump adaptation movies that are just so crap. Like, there's about a thousand Naruto movies that are the worst things that have ever been produced. Whereas this one. Is better than the anime series, and it tells a really good story, a really good standalone story. And like I even said, like I read a review that will be out soon, that it does a really good job of bringing not only fans of the of the TV anime series into it, but also people who may not have seen it.
3: So, do you think this would be a good movie for like a first time watcher?
2: Yeah, I. There are a lot of stuff you won't get. Kind of like if you, kind of like if you watch just one of the franchises, the MCU, and then go to Avengers, you, you you kind of get what's going on and it makes all sense. And they craft it to make sense to people who may have just watched Guardians. But if you watch everything else, you get the more emotional impact from it. And that's basically mm. the same here. I got you.
1: That doesn't it make sense. sense. I mean, that's that speaks really well to like just how. We've talked about it on the podcast quite often, just how well paced Demon Slayer is as a story. You know yeah. the fact that they are able to craft this movie in a sense that even if you've never seen anything before it, you could still more or less follow along what's going on. And I mean it, it does help as you said that this is Kyojiro's story. And up until now, you know, we've seen his face in the T V series or the manga, whichever. I mean, we've seen him, he's around, but not much about him. So, going into this movie, this is this is all about him. You know, you don't, yeah. don't have to refer to the TV series to figure out, oh yeah, they mentioned this thing in the TV series about his past, or no, there's been nothing mentioned. So, literally, everything about him is there. So that I, that does speak well to Demon Slayer's pacing.
0: And I think Mugen Train especially, it's like, it really was kind of the perfect choice for a movie anyways, because not only is it kind of a nice like length, but just from how it's structured like it works naturally to be self-contained because it's not necessarily super hinged on what came before and like in the story so like like Daza was saying like someone going in blind to this or someone just vaguely familiar with Demon Slayer can really watch this and probably enjoy it
3: yeah to be able to like thematically focus on uh, mostly on a single character and then the, the, the setting be mostly isolated to like yeah what happens on the train and like slightly after that is, like... That's a that's a great choice uh, for for adapting into a
2: movie. I'm not 100% sure if I actually remember from the manga, but uh, they introduced, like, Tanjiro and Zenitsu as well, again, to uh, Kojiro. I can't remember mm-hmm. if they do that in the actual, like, the manga series itself, but they do oh, I think they reintroduce. So, yeah. so it does help in that regard as well. And they also reanimate the ending of the tv anime
3: wow oh so them like reaching the station and everything
2: yeah i see which
3: that's good that's good because that's a great scene
2: and i'm trying to i'm trying to just double check again i think yeah they also have an anime only thing at the start with the leader of the hushita okay kind of like explaining some stuff Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that, that's the whole scene in the, in the graveyard basically because it goes to that and then it's the end of the tv anime again where they're at the station hopping onto the train and then title rest the movie
3: nice okay
2: and okay. that's one thing i actually really like is because they reanimate the same sequences that were kind of already storyboarded because it looks very similar. There's no like real difference in how like it's storyboarded or framed. But just the way it's animated looks way better. Because the entire film has this kind of uh, film filter over the top, like a graininess that makes it a little bit less clean, I suppose, than a TV anime. Which also helps lend it to look more like an older Studio Ghibli film. Uh, Wait, so the
0: entire film has this filter?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting choice. It's not overwhelming, though, if that makes sense. It looks makes it look more like a film. It's like thin. subtle, kind of. Yeah. And I think it also helps because of the error that it's set in, like the whole Taisho era aesthetic. Fits
0: the whole vibe.
2: Yeah, it looks, it looks, kind of, looks real good. I can kind
3: of picture it in my head.
2: It's kind of orangey. So if you rewatch some older Studio Ghibli films, not like the one, not the ones after Modern, okay, the ones before it, they all have this like kind of like filmish grain to it, and that's what's seen yeah, here. I, yeah, I, I,
1: I'm picturing it in my head now. What you're talking about, I, I, I think I get it.
2: Yeah, same. Can you
3: kind of like see like little specks or whatever? Uh no, it's not that bad. It's just
2: okay. I was about to say, intentionally <laughs> damage the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got like a they've got a room in Europe where they just like burn some of the like some of the thirty five millimeter. They did fire breathing on it. You mean? When, oh, yeah, I mean, of course. yeah. The real secret of
0: the Hinokami Kagura. Yeah, yeah you
3: see what what they did to emulate the Taisho era film experience was that they. They actually shrunk the film itself and then uh, <laughs> resized it, like Michael uh,
2: Yeah, you could see when they just before the film started, they had all the canisters. They were just like rolling them into the projection. <laughs> <Yes, exactly. laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. they, they they lightly toasted the canister over a fire.
2: Yeah, yeah. That that's why it had to come out in winter or coming up to winter is because they needed <laughs> the, the the summer heat. To kind of ruin the film a little bit. Oh my god! Yes, no. <laughs> oh man. kidding, by the way, it's 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 perfectly looks. Yeah, it's yeah. clean, but with this filter at the top, which I think only UFO Table can really do because of their digital department.
3: Yeah. Congratulations to UFO Table for being the first uh, anime company to film using an Instagram filter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh Have you guys seen *A Silent Voice*? Because <laughs> <I'm completely> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, that's like an Instagram filter of crap. That actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it
3: is actually. <laughs> oh god! Oh,
1: shit. Not, but now I might have to go hunt it down because this sounds—it feels like something. It sounds like something
2: I need to see. <laughs> oh, it's 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 Kyoto Animation, so it looks amazing. Yeah, it and it's
3: a Yamada directing too. So
2: wait, Sakaki, yeah. you haven't seen *A Silent Voice*? No, I have not. Gas, yes, we need to change that.
1: Oh no, what have I
2: done? <laughs> it's it's really good. It's it's one of the best anime films ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, Yoshitoki Oima is probably one of the best writers in manga right now. And, like, Kiyoani just, like, threw that out of the park, really. But uh,
3: moving back to Demon Slayer, uh, besides <laughs> this movie, uh, have you been to any other, like, Demon Slayer
2: events in uh, Japan? Um. I know they were going to have some, but they were mostly all cancelled. Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, all the events at the moment are the virtual ones. So they had one yesterday morning at the first screenings of the film. But of course, I saw it on Friday, so I didn't see that. Um, other than that, Shueisha weren't really ready for the popularity of the film. So there were no events last year, really. Uh, I see. Not the film, sorry, the TV anime series. They weren't. They just didn't expect it to be this popular. Yeah, it took them a
3: while to catch up to the momentum that it was getting. Yeah,
2: and when they did, the whole world kind of shut down. So, but I have watched like the like the specials on uh, Abema and stuff like that. Oh, nice. So I have to watch for work because they normally do news and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'll just watch it. Oh, there's a new trailer. Okay, write up the story.
3: Nice. Well, I I think that rounds out most of our questions.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: I think we covered all the bases we wanted to. Unless, like, there's anything else you wanted to mention about the movie?
2: It was good. (laughs) (laughs) And for everyone on Twitter asking me if your favorite character was in it, yes. They're all in it. Everyone is here. But does their favorite character die?
3: (laughs) It's Smash (laughs) Ultimate. Everyone is here.
2: Yes. Well, uh, I mean, if your favorite character is Rengoku, then... I've got some unfortunate news for you. But
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. we couldn't get getting on the train. He got yeah. on the train, everybody. I just I, I not to not to derail too much, but I just as a manga reader, of course I knew what was coming, but when the series when the TV series ended and you know they announced uh Infinity Train going into production, it was just funny seeing all of the manga fans like freaking out about seeing him on the train. I just remember seeing one tweet from a TV fan like, why is everybody
0: freaking about this guy on the train? He looks he looks happy on the train. <laughs> why can't he get on the train? Get off the train. Don't let him get on the train. You like get you know
1: you have it like that whole the day that the TV anime ended, it was just you had the anime only people being like, what's wrong with this guy being on the train? He looks fine. And he has the <laughs> manga people who's freaking out over get him off the train. <laughs> off. So and I just I I that moment made me at at least for that second, I love social media.
3: Yeah. That you know, my favorite my favorite like uh offshoot of like those memes was like the one of like it's like a Rengoku shot on the train smiling, and it's like the Simpsons uh caption like, haha, I'm in danger.
0: Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> See, the, but the thing is, he did get off the train.
0: Yeah, that's yeah.
2: <laughs> like, and got off old. the train. He should have stayed on the train. He would have lived. This
0: was actually something we mentioned because uh, recently we recorded about uh, a retrospective for the Mugen Train arc in the manga. And Yeah, that's the conclusion we reached: is that the train did nothing wrong. They should have stayed on the train. The train was our friend.
2: It was just the train was kind of uh, indoctrinated into Moosin's cult for a few hours.
0: Yeah. The train was a victim like everyone else. It was. (laughs) Justice for train. (laughs) We need a sad backstory for the train like we get for all the other demons. Uh, Jesus
2: Christ. Uh, We've got like, what, train episode zero. The first, uh, it's first, uh, like, time it would... Yeah, episode zero, round, the there land. The little train that could. We just watch it coming out of, like, Tokyo's, like, uh, Taisho-era Tokyo Station for the first time. It's like, <laughs> the train that soon would have been known as the Infinity Train was nothing but a plucky little upstart <laughs> that was faster than every other train. It used to ride down the Tokaido line, giving people... From Osaka to Edo, their first ever trips in less than five hours.
3: It truly was the God of the Land.
2: <laughs> and actually, uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm... <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it was the Takaido line. Oh, really? Yeah. So now they've got the Shinkansen, which takes like an hour and a half. But I'm pretty sure it was the Takaido line. So they would have gone on somewhere in between Osaka and Tokyo. Nice. Mm-hmm little fun fact
3: historical accurate
2: uh accuracy in my end I'm, I'm hoping that's the case someone's gonna be like no it's from A. mori and i'm like god damn it of course <laughs> it is um yeah the only other things i'm gonna say is that i felt the film could have been a bit longer interesting Oh, oh they, per, they perfectly adapted the manga like it was perfectly adapted i'm not i'm pretty sure there was nothing missing besides some stuff at the end but I, I feel like the fights, especially the last fight, could have been a little longer to get a little bit more emotional impact. Mm-hmm. I see. But that I guess that's what
3: comes when uh, if you do like a panel for panel. Not saying that this is what it was, but like when you when you adapt something faithfully, usually it's just hard to like uh, find like where to flourish uh, certain scenes unless you you have like a. Someone who really like likes to take the reins on that kind of stuff and like add their own kind of touch to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially in like a battle manga, where like a lot of the time it's kind of structured so that it is kind of like beat by beat by beat. When you adapt that into anime, you need a little bit of breathing room there.
2: Mm-hmm. And I feel like as well because this series, this arc was pretty action oriented especially at the start. It made it go a lot quicker than what I was expecting. What would you say was the runt? For it, well, they've got the runtime for already, it's been announced. Uh, It's 117 minutes,
3: okay, Okay. right under two hours. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, which actually is quite a decent time for an anime film, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's okay. Maybe maybe I just wanted more, I think that was maybe it. (laughs) Give me more Demon Slayer.
1: Yeah, all the people on the internet wanted more. I mean, some people were sitting there waiting. They had the special, I forgot what it was called today, and everybody was expecting them to announce season two. And nope. I,
2: I <laughs> don't know. I, I saw the the leakers uh, talking about that. And I'm just like, yeah. they're, not, they're not announcing anything today. Like, at all. They're not going to do that. It's either going to be Jump Fester, or they're going to have some sort of... Uh, thing in about three or four weeks to announce season two
3: you heard it here first folks
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying they're going to do that but they would do that that's that's kind of how it how it normally works i don't know anything about demon slayer you can ask me about other manga that i may know about but i don't know about demon slayer's uh future plans okay yeah i mean it sounds like the movie
0: is amazing and i'm looking forward to when Everyone else can experience it outside of Japan.
2: Yeah. Uh, right. It's a great train to ride, but ride it when it's only safe to do so. <laughs> yeah. Well put. Because there's there's no reason that someone should be going to cinema. Say if it opened tomorrow in America. You shouldn't go to the cinema and watch it. It's Nothing is worth risking your, yourself for that. Yeah. It's just Japan is able to be safe enough to do that.
3: And like we said earlier, uh, there's a chance that this is probably going to be shown uh, to audiences if they decide not to uh, if they decide to go on ahead and uh, just adapt after that for the, the TV anime. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, for over here, we'll we'll get uh, like the same kind of treatment and whether they find a way to, to put it for streaming or something, uh, we'll we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Funimation Films and Aniplex's, like, plans fall through, I'm sure they're going to find, like, a safer alternative. Because it doesn't benefit them to put it in theaters if, like, literally no theater is open and it's not safe for anyone to go to a theater.
2: Yeah, so I was I talking to a fr- friend of mine about this because I, I'm i very disappointed that Aniplex was like, no, this is going to go in theaters um, and not go for a virtual screening. But then I looked at all the other Funimation films that have come out in last year, and they've done virtual screenings of it, but yeah. only after the Blu-ray in Japan has come out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that has to do uh I guess, like, piracy thing, where yeah. it, uh, they can't show stuff digitally unless, like, it's already out in a home video in Japan.
2: Yeah, and I think that's going to be kind of like the virtual time people can watch it but in saying that uh we're looking at some of the biggest films to come out in japan ever uh has already broken many box office records uh including like admissions like how many admissions per day uh it's made the most money per day ever it's already by my estimates basically it will have surpassed the entire lifetime run of Dragon Ball Super Broly. Goodness gracious. By the end of today. If it hasn't already.
3: Yeah, that's madness. Today is a Sunday in Japan, right?
2: Yeah. 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 And that's that's one thing as well, is a lot of late-night anime films don't do well on Sundays, because Sundays is usually the days that kids go to the movies. But because it's Demon Slayer, it might do better than Saturday, which is, again, crazy. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so, like, for example, uh, Frozen 2 was the second most... second best week... Oh, now it's the second best weekend ever in Japan. And most of it, made, it made most of its money on a Sunday because of the kids going to go see it. Whereas uh, something like Star Wars was mostly Friday-Saturday. Demon Slayer has doubled that already, both of them. Like, we're looking at a film making 5 billion yen in a weekend, which has never happened here before.
1: You uh, got, Everybody listening to that, That's we're not talking about best anime film or best – not this is just the
2: best anime film. It's the best film ever. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're talking about, like, being Frozen, which if you've ever been to Japan, you know how big Frozen is. Frozen? Uh, Disney? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I know. I I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying it
2: for emphasis, for every listener. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, we're we talking about like it beating Harry Potter, which is again really popular in Japan. Uh, the best opening weekend ever was Matrix Reloaded, surprisingly enough, which means it's had like a huge time at number one, and it's already beaten that, um, like 10 billion yen usually for a film in japan like a japanese film released in japan domestically is usually the point where this is done really well demon slayer muka train would have done half of that in one weekend all right this is this is my question for you dasa um
3: how long do you see this theater run lasting in japan
2: that that was going to be the next thing i was going to say is because it's so big and i feel it's quite rewatchable as well especially i keep doing theater benefits those Demon Slayer merchandise fans are just, oof. um <laughs> I feel like it could be a like a Your Name type of run. Mm, yeah. Which, which is like a year, I think, cinemas. And they that, re-released it again. Yeah. So we may not see a Blu-ray for this for a while.
3: That was, that was exactly my hope and fear. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because, yeah, we've been discussing this, like, uh, Marion and I, and we've been discussing this, like, privately for a while. Just, like, how long is this – how long are we going to get a Blu-ray release here? And, I mean, Blu-ray release, period, not even just here. And then, yeah, that was one thing that came up. was, like, if it, it could pull a Your Name or a Promare and just stay in theaters indefinitely. <laughs>
2: just Yeah, I would say, yeah, no, Promare is probably a really good example for how long it might be in cinemas. Damn, which, is, here first? Oh. which is a good or bad thing <laughs> for <laughs> me? It's fine, I can just go back and watch it, but yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Right. Um, oh, wait, okay, I have one more, one last question. Last question Do you think that this has any chance of being outdone by Evangelion? No,
2: <laughs> okay, uh, 100% not not. no, don't even have <laughs> to think about that. Uh, no hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was looking up uh, a few weeks ago when they when they had that Evangelion celebration mm-hmm. and when Anno announced so please wait a little bit longer, we hadn't finished it yet, basically, even though oh, yeah. it should have been out months earlier, Anno, and I was like, all right, so what's the box office basically for Evangelion, and it's not as much as you would think it was. Like, it does decently, but not like your name levels of good. It's it's basically a little bit better than the average anime film.
3: Yeah. At the end of the day, this is still like otaku done. And it's. To put, uh, put
2: it in perspective, uh, Evangelion 2.0, the box office run for it, has already been surpassed by Mugen Train.
3: Yeah. I mean, if it's surpassed Frozen 2.
2: Surprised. No no Frozen 2's opening weekend. No, I'm talking about the yeah. entire run of even getting. Oh, ah, okay. That's actually that's actually funny. Um, it could surpass three this weekend, but I'm doubtful. Just because three is like five billion yen. Uh five point three or four billion yen. Mm. I'm saying the upper limit for Demon Slayer this weekend would probably be five billion yen. I'm that's that's the highest I'm going. And watch me be wrong.
3: And so it was spoken.
2: Yeah. Place your bets now, folks. We're talking about a film that's probably gonna do better than most uh Hosoda films as well. Most what films? Hosida was like remember, Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 It's crazy. Like I it's unfathomable. It's 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 endgame here.
3: Yeah.
2: I can't keep stressing that enough. It's it's basically Japan's end game and I'd be really surprised. I'll, I'll be surprised to see how well it does overseas because I know anime films in America don't do great. Um, I don't think it'll do as well as Dragon Ball did. Yeah,
0: that's like
2: the Dra- that's the exception. Of-
0: yeah, I mean, I think Broly too. Like, what helped it do that so well was the fact that like they kept it in theaters for quite a while compared to like the vast majority of like other anime screenings around here.
2: Yeah, so I don't think it'll do that well but again watch me be wrong it's um. really i think it's
3: really going to depend on Aniplex because uh for the most part here uh whenever aniplex does uh theater runs they're usually only like a couple nights but like spread through uh, like a lot of theaters but when it comes to like funimation they they kind of like limit like how many theaters they they buy out but uh they do have like a longer time running
0: yeah i mean like, i think like aniplex at least for recent films they've been going through fathom um, but I think the logic with using Funimation films or Demon Slayer was to get like a more broader scope because, like,
2: yeah, th-
0: that's what they did yeah. with Broly. Is that like Broly was able to do so well because it was in so many theaters,
3: right? And funny as uh, I think, it, uh, are they is Universal? Is it Universal who has taken them, or it's is it
0: like a- it's Sony? Sony,
3: Sony. But there's a there's another uh, just, like their distributed their
0: distribution is handled by someone. I mean, for Dragon Ball, the distribution was Fox, I believe.
2: Yeah, because Fox owns all the uh, film rights for Dragon Ball. Yeah,
0: and that masterpiece Dragon Ball Evolution.
2: We-, we praise it to this day. <laughs> to put it in perspective, Dragon Ball's film rights are now oh, owned by Disney.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- that's... Oh, shit, that's, that's, weird that's
2: true. <laughs> wow, Goku and Kingdom Hearts! <laughs> Stop! That could <can> happen!
3: <laughs> Stop! <laughs> uh. No, uh, no, no, wait, wait. I need you to think
1: about this for a second though. Like we could legitimately have Goku in a Simpsons episode. So Oh
0: no. Like, <laughs> don't 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 bring that up. <laughs> it, it
2: would it would still have to be approved by Shueisha and uh they probably wouldn't approve of that. Yeah. Can't can't, can't have can't
0: have that.
1: Oh no, man. We did have Dragon Ball Evolution, but
0: <laughs> it doesn't exist, Sakaki. It's not real. Okay. it can't hurt us. Okay.
2: Dragon Ball Evolution did one thing, one really good thing, and that was tell Toriyama to make more Dragon Ball because he was so depressed about how badly that was handled.
3: Yup, he got
2: humbled by his hubris.
0: Ugh,
3: there's no way that someone can fuck up my series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my dear. dear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh.
1: I guess we've exhausted all the topics
0: we have for this. So yeah, I mean, this has been a fantastic discussion. I mean, thank you so much for coming on, Daza.
2: That's alright. I appreciate you guys inviting me. I'm just happy to talk about Demon Slayer. I've only had really my review, which I've I've written. It just has to come out. Um, Awesome. We'll plug that in when uh, we upload the yeah that's probably depending on when the episode was released it probably is already out so you can read that over on crunchyroll uh crunchyroll news i should say uh i'll have a link on my twitter which is at dr dazza so yeah
3: anything else you want to plug in
2: uh i've got a youtube channel which i'd sometimes make videos for uh which is the dr dazza um but other than that i think that's it awesome I'm trying to think, trying to think of anything, anything else about Mugen Train that is amazing besides all of it. Um, <laughs> the CG, the CG was a bit meh. That Spat's battle. Uh, so, I, I, have you guys seen Fate? Yeah. Yeah, like Fate, yeah. Fate yeah. Heaven's Feel and stuff. <laughs> yeah,
3: I've I, I seen the first two. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, the the CG department of Yujiibo are not as good as the rest of their departments. Which is mm-hmm. totally fair. They're still better than basically every other anime studio, but it does look a little bit janky. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome.
3: to, to be fair, like most of what Fate is known for is their like, like special effects division. I guess. Uh, yeah, and, like, their, their the that...
2: digital pro- post processing is amazing. Yes. Exactly. And that's on full force here. Like that's it's better than I've ever seen it. The CG, though. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't last well, very long, so that's
3: alright. Well, as long as they have models like they had in the TV show, I, I'll be fine with it because they were they weren't that jarring at all. Uh, when they had like the like the three D models for like Tanjiro or Zenitsu or whatever, when they have to do those uh, like super like pan around the three D environment type shots, like I was totally fine with them in the TV show. And seeing as how the movie is even more beefed up uh, in terms of that,
2: uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine for me. Like, I, I'm not talking about the models, the characters. I'm more talking about like Emma, Emu's second form of the tentacles. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah,
3: never mind. Those yeah. ugly like <laughs> flesh formations and shit. So it probably yeah, looks that, like
0: those giant like CG monsters, and say like Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night.
2: Yeah, it's 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 about that. Yeah. Fair enough, totally fair. But uh, that's the worst thing I can say about the film. So, if anything
3: they did, they did their job because those be ugly as shit.
1: <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> don't There's no you're here there,
0: <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> all right i guess we should plug our stuff
0: yeah sakaki so, do you want to start sure i don't mind starting at all uh you can
1: find me at uh at wss talkback on twitter and WSS Talkback.blogspot.com for the blog i basically I talk about everything that's in Shonen Sunday in there because I would like people to know that there are things other than Conan and whatever Takahashi is doing <laughs> so please check those out um I'm always looking for more writers if you like a Shogakukan series it doesn't have to be in Sunday it doesn't have to be in Shonen Sunday and it doesn't even have to be currently running if you just want to talk a retrospective about Kakaishi or something I'm down hey. you know <laughs>
3: Don't I'm tell them, don't give them my idea.
1: Come on. Okay. Game. And yes, of course, Marion writes for us amazing article. Last one was about ping pong, which I was on the fence on. Do I just want to watch the anime again or just read the manga? And Marion's article was so great. That I'm like manga that, that helped me make up my mind. So definitely check out uh, Marion's writing there. And again, the Twitter is I go through the entire Shonen Sunday magazine every week and talk about what's in it. And, uh, yeah, I also, I mean, besides this podcast, I'm on Shaman King, uh, the Oversoul podcast, which we will
2: give you more information on. Uh, um, and, I feel sorry for fans of Shaman King at the moment, because they're just like, anime, oh, there's nothing else we know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a drip feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool. um, what else? I write for Toonami Faithful. Uh, I've actually got a good article idea in mind That I've always wanted to write But you know now I'm getting the green light to write it So expect that soon And then you can also hit me up at uh, K- at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-B-O-N On Twitter as well and Things have been going on there So I know normally my gag is I say there's nothing worth looking at there But now there is so have a look
0: I mean there's always stuff going on there Don't lie to the people It's my party I'll lie if I want to <laughs> but Marion do you want to blog your stuff
3: yeah of course Um, but uh, yeah I I write for Sakaki's blog uh, at uh, WSSTalkback.blogspot.com I review stuff from Shonen Sunday or other stuff like uh, Komi Can't Communicate uh, Tony Kaku Kawaii um, yeah Um, and I I wrote (laughs) about ping pong and I wrote about uh, Urasawa stuff that came out uh, recently uh, besides that i write on my personal blog as doorknob.wordpress.com and i also write for toonami faithful uh you can check out my writing there uh i go under the 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 name microwavy uh which it's also my twitter hang, handle but uh it's spelled a little differently it's at microwavy the e before the b and uh that has all my projects there uh if you're interested in any other podcasts uh, i i co-host on way too many podcasts um, uh, I'm part of the Good Friends Anime Club at Good Friends Cast on Twitter. Um, I'm also part of the Haiku Podcast, The View from the Top. It's at Haiku Pod. Uh, also the Dorohedoro Podcast at Dorohedoro Pod. Uh, I'm part of Oversoul and DSP with Zakaki and Be Lord. And uh, sometimes you can find me guesting on Manga, manga, manga Mavericks and uh, the My Hero Academia Podcast. You can check me out there.
0: Yeah, awesome. Definitely follow all these fine folks. They're all amazing. Um, if you're interested in me, though, you can find me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ, and I also write uh, manga and light novel reviews for all-comic.com, and I also write editorials over at Uh Aside from that, I am streaming on Twitch a bit more regularly now, over at twitch.tv slash VLGTZ, so pop in there if you want to see me epically fail at playing Dragon Quest, because I am terrible at Dragon Quest.
3: Hey, you beat the first one, though.
0: Yeah, mostly from pure luck.
3: <laughs> you gotta, every yeah, RPG has uh, their set of RNG,
0: you know? Yeah, the, the magic of RNG. But aside from that, uh, I do a bunch of podcasts. As Sakaki and Marion have mentioned, our new baby is the Oversoul Shaman King podcast, where we're going through Kodansha's release of Shaman King. So if you've been going through that release lately... Uh, go check it out. It's pretty good, and I think uh, a lot of people will enjoy it. Aside from that, I am on the Dumb Weebs podcast, which is a general anime and manga podcast. You can find that on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod, so go check that out as well. But, if you're interested in the Demon Slayer podcast, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Slayer Podcast. And on the Tsunami Faithful website itself at tsunamifaithful.com slash Demon Podcast. And the podcast is streaming on basically everything at this point. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, you name it, we're there. So just go look us up, subscribe, and enjoy the episodes. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Later.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't be late for the train.
0: <laughs> the train <laughs> jokes never end.
2: the hype train doesn't end
1: exactly we're just training for when the movie comes out here